You're listening to An Open Dialogue. My name is Violet Howe. And my name is Tadra Candle. Like a delay there. Did you have to think about your name? <laughs> no, it wasn't a delay on my end. There was okay. something. There was something kind of fluky that your voice got all like robotic and boom, boom, like Mr. Roboto. And <laughs> and uh, but it's you know it's it's Halloween. I was thinking that we should have had like like thundering and lightning and like spooky music today to lead Thunderbolt us into. and lightning, very very frightening. That's right. Um, yeah, we de- we definitely should have had spooky music today. Maybe I'll we try could to make find our own music. Yeah. Well, we've already both been saying this is Halloween, Halloween. Um, okay. So obviously, <laughs> we're talking about Halloween this week. Um, with it being Halloween week, what an appropriate time to discuss Halloween. And um, I don't know. Halloween is actually one of my favorite holidays. Um, yeah. I love. You know, I love the costumes and the dressing up and I love um, all the colors associated with Halloween. I love like the purple and the green and the orange. Like my my bedroom is actually I have one wall that's purple, one wall that's green, one wall that's orange, um, actually two that are orange. And um, so these are like one of my favorite color schemes. And I love the candy and I love everybody dressing up. And I just I love Halloween. Yeah. Same here. Same here. I've always, I've always been a big fan of Halloween. Yeah. Um, we, I did a little bit of research as we were going to be talking about Halloween, um, just to, you know, kind of look at origins. Um, I knew that it had originated with the, the Celts mm-hmm. and um, it actually was part of an ancient festival that celebrated the end of summer and like the end of harvest, the end of everything, you know, kind of coming in and blessings and tidings, things like that. And the beginning it marked the beginning of winter which was thought of as a dark time and a cold time and a time of death so they believed that that boundary between the harvest and the winter was a time when um the the ghost of the dead would return it was kind of like a thin place or a thin time between worlds which we discussed when we were talking about the paranormal earlier this month and um they believed that the dead would would return And so they would hold huge festivals with like bonfires and they would wear costumes to actually kind of ward off the ghost and ward off the spirits and try to, to, they would light the fires and wear the costumes to keep them away or to keep themselves safe. Right. And was that, I I probably butcher this, but Sam Hain, Sam Hine, Sam. I think it's Samhain. Samhain. Okay. I I never would have gotten that. No, it looks like S-A-M-H-A-I-N, but I believe it's pronounced Samhain. And if someone is listening to this and knows differently, please feel free to correct us because we would love to to know the correct pronunciation. Too bad we don't have like a computer or Google or something that we can look at. I think I I heard something something that I was listening to over the weekend, uh, either a show or something where they referenced it. And that sounds right. I remember thinking, oh, that's not how I would have thought that it was pronounced. I think it's Samhain. The, the it Irish have a lot of very interesting um, very pronunciations. Mm-hmm. So there's, in fact, there's a video I saw on Facebook that's, um, they're saying Irish names and mm-hmm. showing the spellings and, um, and it's, it's fascinating. I don't know that I would be able to, to guess those, those pronunciations, but um, in kind of a response to the Celtic festival, I think in the eighth century, Pope Gregory um, decreed that November 1st would be All Saints Day. Mm-hmm. So the 31st, October 31st, became All Hallows' Eve, with the first being All Saints' Day. And then 
they actually added to that later as people began to kind of protest that we were celebrating the dead. They added All Souls Day, which was November 2nd. It and is. November 2nd was a day to, you know, to honor the dead and dress in costumes as saints and angels and demons. So um, it's funny how, it's funny how like this began as a, as a, you know, kind of a Celtic thing. And as with many of our traditions, it got kind of molded into Christianity or molded into other faiths and other customs and, and kind of, you know, morphed into what it is today. And today, yeah. like most of our holidays, it's become, I think, highly commercial. Well, um, it has. Yes, definitely. Yeah. A fourth of all candy sold in the United States is purchased for Halloween. So like a quarter of all the candy that's sold all year round is is purchased just for this one holiday. And I think with, you know, with costumings and everything else, it's really it's really become more commercial than anything else. Obviously, I don't think that when we, you know, when we dress up now, we're doing anything to ward off ghosts or to celebrate <laughs> the dead even. It, it's really just a commercial celebration at this point. Well, that's it's fine. true. It's true. And, um, uh, you know, jumping back to, to your reference to All Saints and All Souls in the liturgical church, all Saints Day is when we remember the, you know, all the saints who don't have their own. <laughs> There's a lot their of own, saints their out own there. Holiday. Yeah, who right. don't have their own. You know, like yesterday was St. Jude's Day and, and we have St. Michael's and St. Nicholas and so on and so forth. Most saints, but there are so many saints that some don't actually have their own feast days. And so they kind of get lumped in on All Saints. And All, all saints Souls day. day is for remembering our our specific loved ones who have passed. Right. So we actually do a, a commemoration service where we do remember all of our loved ones, specifically those who have passed in the last year, but those who, who have passed at any time to, uh, whom we, we wish to remember. But you're right, then the church kind of said, well, we're going to take over this costuming idea and, and dressing up as a saint was you know kind of a thing, became kind of a thing. But the liturgical church still is fine with Halloween. I mean, the Catholics and, and Anglicans, which I am, we don't have a problem with it. The evangelical churches um, have often kind of uh, don't, don't really like certain parts of, of what Halloween was. And, and I'm generalizing here, but that is no, that's I the general rule, rule of thumb. And I think they, uh, I know there have been a lot of, of, churches that I've been aware of who've tried to like we're going to do a fall festival instead right. or yeah. we're going to you know do something Trunk to celebrate fall yeah. right yeah. rather than you know celebrating Halloween exactly. which um is interesting like I yes. growing up I, I grew up in um I was you know part of a divorce household and they were two religious families two different um denominations or two different religions but neither one really had an issue with Halloween. And, and I think mm -hmm. part of that is um, when we celebrated Halloween, like we weren't doing so in order to um, necessarily, like I said before, we weren't warding off ghosts. We weren't like, we weren't doing any of the spiritual part of that celebration. Right. It was literally dressing up in a costume and going door to door and asking mm -hmm. for candy. So I, I think part of it was in the intent or in the meaning, like what you were doing and celebrating. And it was just a fun time to dress up and go around and get candy. And back in those days, you could get popcorn balls. That was before, <laughs> um, before we got to, you know, the threats of everybody putting razor blades or poison into candy. And, um, and so people could make things that were homemade. And so you got things True. like fudge and popcorn balls and, and yummy treats that you didn't get any other time of year. Well, the backlash against Halloween actually is much more recent because I know <laughs> even, you know, 
I didn't know anybody who didn't celebrate Halloween when I was growing up. Um, you know, maybe maybe some did more than the others, but there was no idea of oh well, this is evil. You're you're getting in touch. It was all about, you know, it was it was all about the kids and the costumes, and it it wasn't as big a deal as it is now. But it also wasn't as big a deal the other way. Nobody was backlashing it. Nobody was was bashing it. Um, that this idea of kind of looking at it this way it's it's actually fairly new within the last two decades i was shocked when um you know we've been we've been just about every religion that there is within the the christian spectrum and when we went to a church where they preached against halloween i was i was shocked i was like really what's wrong with candy you know um I think but, as with some other things, I think, I almost think it's kind of cyclical because, I, you know, like, I know, like, when I was a teenager, there was this huge thing about rock music and this mm. huge thing about, you know, that True. if you played the songs backwards, you <laughs> <the> messages and <laughs> yes. all these other things. And then, you know, things kind of, I, I, I hate to say that they come and go even in faith, but they do. They like do. Things that, things yes. that the church is focused on. And um, in this in this piece that I was reading on the, the History Channel's website, there was a piece about Halloween. And it says that in the late 1800s, there was a huge move in America to change Halloween into something that was about community and neighborly get-togethers. Mm-hmm. They wanted to remove anything about ghosts, anything about pranks, anything about witchcraft. It really was more... Um, a, a celebration of community and a mm-hmm. celebration of, you know, fall foods of the season, mm-hmm. things like that. And so this is not new. I, no. I agree with you that in the last two decades, there's become this resurgence of trying to kind of redirect Halloween, yeah. but um, definitely not new. Like it's, you know, no. and it's, it, it comes and goes, I think as, as to when people have a problem with Halloween. It does. I've had, I've had people come to my house and I have jack-o'-lanterns everywhere because I have my, um, the ones that that I got the kids growing up, you know, the the, the decorative ones. I have my grandmother's. Um, I have, you know, I, there's there's just jack o' lanterns and Halloween stuff everywhere. My mom was a huge decorator, and um, I've had people actually call me on it and say, "How can you have these? These are, you know, these are calling the devil." Or I'm like, "No, they're they're calling my grandmother's." Okay, <laughs> so, right, you know, right, they're decorations. Yeah, exactly. So, um. Yeah. Yeah, I think a, I think a lot of that is in in beliefs and it intent. Is. Yeah, you know, and so, and for um, me, growing up, Halloween was about exactly what you said in the 1800s. It was about family. It was about community. I I the main part of my growing up that that I look at was in South Jersey, um, and for us, Halloween was going to my grandparents' house. My grandfather would order massive quantities of pizza everybody came we all ate pizza we all trick-or-treated around the same neighborhoods where my parents had my my aunts and uncles had so we had these generations of of people who knew us who said oh i remember when your mom used to come by i remember your dad used to come by um and to me that was very um it was my roots it was it was cementing me in a community that that as an army brat i really wanted that and i loved that that idea of tradition. And it was very, very cool for me when we moved back to South Jersey and I had, um, I had two kids and, and I could do the same thing. And we still, you know, we still, we did that up until, um, up until 2001 was the last year that we, that we trick-or-treated from my, that was the last year my grandfather was alive, but we still did it every year. 
I don't have, I, I just was sitting here thinking about that as you're talking. I don't have a lot of memories of, of Halloween as a kid. Like I can't, I can't say that I necessarily remember any particular costumes that I have. I remember my brothers and I having like the little, you know, the plastic mask with the <laughs> with those the, horrible you know, rubber bands costume. that would exactly that would exactly. catch in your hair you can't and breathe and oh, your right. face is like stuck to the mask yes. with sweat. But, yep. Um but I know like when <clears throat> when my son was young, like it became a, a huge thing like the carving of pumpkins, which in Florida is horrible because you oh, have yeah. to wait and carve them just a couple of days before Halloween because it's so hot that they will literally rot, which then looks a whole different kind of scary on your front porch. <laughs> but um, I I really enjoyed coming up with his costumes and he had his grandmother, um, his stepmother's mom, his grandmother would make these elaborate, incredible costumes. Like this kid was like, even when he was tiny, he was winning costume contest <laughs> with Grammy <laughs> Kay's costumes. And um and then it, we loved going to Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party mm-hmm. at the Magic Kingdom. And we would all, you know, dress up in costume for that. And my husband and I started throwing like an annual Halloween party. So Halloween became like really, really big in our family. Now, what's funny about that is like I don't remember at, at all being big or being significant in in my childhood. I mean, it was something that we did, but it wasn't something big or significant. I came to love it and made this big, huge significance out of it. And my kids, after maybe <clears throat> three or four years with the Mickey's Not So Scary, were like, okay, we're done. Mm-hmm. We don't want to go to that anymore. It's too crowded. We don't want to have to. And, and my husband and I were both like, wait, no, no, we really want to go. <laughs> and it's just not the same if, if you, yeah. you know, if you go without kids. So um, I think that's where our Halloween party started getting bigger because we couldn't dress up and go to the magic kingdom so we're like okay we'll dress up and have people here so we um are kind of known among our friends for going all out on our costumes and having a big halloween party every year and i am i'm still a dresser upper but i just don't have an outlet for it and but they they kind of frown on me walking around by myself even if i have the dog (laughs) with me um my kids uh continued to dress up what was funny was that um Actually, Halloween was the, the demarcation point to where we started thinking there were some drawbacks to living in Florida. When we moved to Florida, my kids were 18, 16, uh, 12, and 7. So, um, you know, Halloween was still a really big part of it, but we had lost that family aspect. I remember the first two years we lived in Florida. Um, I tried to recreate, we did, we did the Mickey's not so scary, but that year it poured rain. So we were, we were kind of, you know, darting between, um, like overhangs to try to keep from, and the the kids had costumes. It was just, it was kind of a mess. Um, and then we, we tried to recreate what we had had in New Jersey and it was just, it was just very depressing for me. I remember we did like a bobbing apples thing. We tried to, you know, do this, but we just didn't have the first year specifically. It was just us. We knew nobody. And, and it was, it was just horribly depressing. We lived in a neighborhood where there were, we were the first people who lived in this development. So there were four houses. So it wasn't like we could go trick or treating. We didn't know anybody. Now, um, in the year between that and our second one, my daughter began dating um, the, the young man who is now my son-in-law, Greg, and Greg had never been allowed to go trick-or-treating. His parents, oh, wow. he, he was an only child and his parents just, not for any religious reasons, I don't think, it just was something that they 
were not comfortable with. So he discovered, you know, the kids started talking to him about Halloween pretty early and they're like, oh, you know, we did this. Well, so we, we date Greg's first Halloween from, from the year 2008. And we always say, you know, this is Greg's second Halloween, <laughs> it's you know, third Halloween, whatever. Well, Greg is still like the biggest proponent of Halloween. He starts talking about his costume. Last year, he was David S. Pumpkins. He had the whole, the whole suit. Um, and, and they still, they, they dress up. Now, now that David is the, the real David, not David S. Pumpkins, now that David is, is 18 and he's actually working this Halloween. So for the first time, my baby isn't going to be Aww. with me on Halloween. Um, but uh, the, the kids are still wearing costumes. I mean, I don't know what Kate's doing because she'll be in Maine, but um, um, Haley is going to be in costume and Devin and Greg. Um, and, you know, every now and again, I say, you know what, I Maybe I want to dress up too, just to answer the door. I don't know, um, but it's 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 been such it's that's been kind of probably the holiday that's had the biggest uh, transition problems with us in moving to Florida because it was such a big family thing and right. and I do I do miss that you know Christmas Thanksgiving we we do our best but um, and and as I, I said to you earlier this year we kind of created this tradition with friends of ours who who live uh, in Orlando and this year we said oh my gosh all of our kids have jobs and are working and we're kind of throwing a little hissy fit saying why did they do this? Why are they right. growing up? You know, but it is. So I, but I'm very excited because this time next year, I will have somebody to trick or treat with again. I will there be taking go. my, my there little you granddaughter. You to start all over again. That's right. That's right. So I just have to get through this year. That's that's all. Well, we had. Um, I was very, very, very fortunate and very blessed because my my son's um, stepmother and I just you know got along so well and and still get along so well and um halloween was very important to her and to me mm -hmm. and so every year we would go trick-or-treating together as a family my um my son's father and and stepmother have three children of their own and so we would go as a big family and my mm -hmm. husband and i would dress up in costume and my son's father and stepmother would dress up in costume and we would take you know all of the kids together and go trick-or-treating and that was something that was very special to us and something mm -hmm. that was very important to us because it was a time when we you know came together and and it, we always were good about you know on christmas day or whatever kind of spending time with with each other so that it wasn't such a dad's house mom's house thing on the holiday but halloween was a time when we literally got to spend time together you know walking around together and kind of you know doing candy and talking and catching up and so that was always a very a very special time to me because i love that we all did costumes and we were all together and and um you know for my son it was a time that he was with his whole family yeah. um from both households now of course you know as he reached his teenage years he's older than their other kids and so as he reached his teenage years he wanted to kind of do things on his own or he wasn't so much into trick-or-treating with the little kids he wanted to do things with his friends and it was funny because i really I missed that. I mean, I think all mm -hmm. parents that enjoy Halloween and trick-or-treating kind of miss it once the kids get a little too old for it. But I missed having that time when we were all together and like this, you know, unified, exactly. um, unified family going out and trick-or-treating and discussing all the costumes and knowing whatever everybody was going to be. I love costumes. I absolutely love costumes. I love really, I had no putting... idea. This is, this is all new information <laughs> to me. Red queen. I, <laughs> I know I'm, I'm, I'm just, I love, well, I love dressing up 
and I love planning out the costume and I love um, surprising people with the costume. This year we did, we actually pulled in another celebration as if there weren't already enough celebrations tied around Halloween. We pulled in um, Day of the Dead. Um, Dia de la Muertes, I think mm-hmm. is the pronunciation. I probably murdered that. But um, we pulled that in and we, um, you know, decorated with some of the, the sugar skulls, which I think are so, so absolutely beautiful. And um, that was what we did with costuming. And I had face tattoos this year that did, like I did the entire sugar skull um, with face tattoos. And so that was... Um, you know, it's, I, I don't know. I, I'm already thinking about my costumes for next year. Like I absolutely love costumes and I rarely do anything that is scary. I've been, um, I've been a vampire mainly because that's a very easy thing to do. And I've been, um, probably my favorite costume that we ever did <clears throat> was inspired by, if you go to Mickey's not so scary Halloween party, they have, um, a parade for that event that doesn't happen any other time at Disney. It's, you know, the Halloween parade. And I love it. It's my favorite Disney parade because all of the characters are in their costumes. Like Winnie the Pooh is dressed up as a honeybee and like, you know, Eeyore's got on his little ghost costume. And um, they have a haunted mansion float and they have grave diggers follow the haunted mansion float with their shovels and they do this dance routine during the parade where their shovels scratch against the pavement and make sparks and they have the haunted mansion dancers if you're going through the haunted mansion at the magic kingdom there's a a section of the ride where you look down into the ballroom and there are ghosts who are dancing in the ballroom Mm -hmm. and in the parade they have the ballroom dancers that are that are you know supposed to be ghosts but they're dancing and so that kind of inspired costumes and and my night and I were basically the the Magic Kingdom you know the Haunted Mansion dancers so that was a little freaky I did white contacts for that one and my Mm -hmm. skin was all green and gray and I had green hair and so that one was that was the one that's kind of I guess freaked people out the most but um I love costumes I love that dressing up and and like being someone else for just a couple of hours being a different personality or being someone different for a few hours I think is is so much fun I think the last time I actually did a costume like really went out I'll wear a you know wear a little hat or, or wear a mask or something like that but I think the last time I actually did a costume was oh well okay Kate is going to be 23 this year, and I think she was an infant that year. So that's been how long it's been. And my wow. mother, my mother, our church was doing something um, like a, a, a Halloween thing at the, the church that our whole family went to at that point. And so for whatever reason, I don't remember what it was, we decided that we would be everybody from um, the Wizard of Oz. So I was the, wait, what was I? I let's see, Devin was... Um, Oh gosh, Devin was the witch. My mother was the tin woodsman. I was the scarecrow. Haley was Dorothy. And Katie was the lion, the cowardly lion. She was a little tiny thing. And we have a picture somewhere. I'm, I'm looking to see if I can find it um, of all of us. Uh, so it was my mom, myself, and, and the three girls. David wasn't born yet. So um, that was probably the last year I really went all out on a costume. A few years ago, I wore um, my mom's cheerleading outfit I still have my mom my mom was the head cheerleader when she was in high school in 1961 and so I I wore that I think I had her her saddle shoes and her um her letterman sweater and all the stuff to go with that but 
you know, that wasn't, that was just when kids came to trick or treat. Who knows? Maybe I'm, maybe I'm going to decide to do it this year. Why not? I think you, you should. Know, I'll just, I think you should. I think you should come to my Halloween party next year and then you could wear a costume. <sighs> well, you know. So it's no, funny because we have about half and half. Like probably half the people at our Halloween party don't wear a costume and that's perfectly fine. We definitely don't require one. And then um, the other half go all out and I can't wait to see when they show up every year, you know, what they're, what they're going to have or what they will have pulled out. Yeah. I love the creativity. Um, this year we had a couple that were dressed as Tweedledee and Tweedledum oh, and they had funny. like hula hoops in their, <laughs> in their outfits, which made it very interesting when they would sit down or when we were all trying to kind of pass each other in tight spaces, but they were so cute. Um, loved it. And we, and we had another couple who did, um, the, the day of the dead. And, mm. um, so it's, it's always interesting to me to see what people come up with. And I love to doing the themed foods like mm-hmm. we had um little pigs in the blanket appetizers but i served them as severed toes and <laughs> um you know if, obviously if you have a spaghetti pasta it's it's right. you know intestines or like you know tendons like coming up with different names for it and making it kind of spooky so i love that stuff uh, I, don't, I don't i don't know we talked earlier in the month about things being scary and october kind of being the month for scary but like i really mm. don't i really don't do anything Halloween that's scary. There's a house in our neighborhood that their entire front yard is filled with this elaborate, elaborate labyrinth, elaborate labyrinth, that's mm-hmm. hard to say, um, you know, that like a haunted house. And mm-hmm. they do it every year. And it's it's very, um, very popular. And there's usually a huge crowd there. And um, I noticed when I was walking, like, you know, it's all it's all set up and ready to go. But we don't we don't do anything scary like that like it's not you know our 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 thing is not to jump out and scare people or to make the experience scary it's really more more just fun and and getting together and fellowship and celebrating well it's 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 been interesting eating eating sweets that's right it's been interesting (laughs) to see the uh, I was talking to somebody the other day about the um the evolution of Halloween I guess it was one of my daughters and we were saying that um you know because this weekend at least up here you know I I I'm about an hour north of you. And, and this weekend up here in this part of central Florida, um, there was a, it was, it was, uh, there was Halloween stuff everywhere. I mean, communities were having their actual Halloween celebrations this weekend. There was a lot of, um, you know, the, the big events going on. And, and we were talking, I was talking to my, one of my daughters about the fact that, you know, really Halloween has, has changed a lot, even, and this, this is, partly the fact that we've moved, partly the fact that we're just aware of it. Um, I don't know that there's so much trick-or-treating anymore. Um, I don't know whether that's partly, there are some, but you don't see the huge crowds that there used to be trick-or-treating. I mean, you know, it, what in the community I lived in growing up and, and then lived in again um, until 2007, it was it was there was the, the streets were filled with children from, say, five o'clock until eight o'clock. And, and there were just, your, your doorbell was ringing every two seconds where you would just stand outside and hand out candy. We would go through bags and bags and bags of candy. And now I've talked to a lot of friends who say they maybe get one trick-or-treater, maybe two families. Um, last year, I noticed that we had far fewer. This, this is the first neighborhood that we've lived in in Florida where we actually do get trick-or-treaters. But um, we had far fewer last year than we did the, the previous year. So um, I think people are doing things differently, maybe now i think well i think there's a couple of things one i think that people go to 
organized events yes. where there's candy, whether mm-hmm. that be a trunk or treat at a church, or whether that be Mickey's Not So Scary, or um, the the poor people in celebration. And I know some of them love it and some of them don't. But the poor people in celebration, like that that community is absolutely inundated. Like they oh, literally, yes. like you know, shut off the time when people can come in, and they have parking areas and, and buses that take people in. And um, I know friends in celebration who give out thousands of pieces of candy. Um, because everyone goes there and Halloween right. such a big deal there. So I do think part of part of the lack of it happening in neighborhoods is um, people going to organized events. I think part of it is a lot of our area in Florida, you either have, I know on, on my side, because I live out by Disney, we have a lot of our neighborhoods have vacation homes. Mm-hmm. So they're not full-time residents. They're not residents with kids that are going to be trick-or-treating or that know the community. So there's a hesitation to go to houses of people that you don't know and have never met and get food from them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, too, we have an older community in the central Florida area, most of Florida. You have a lot of retirees, a lot of older people who maybe perhaps don't have um, children or don't participate. I know when... When my son was, I think it was the year he was like four, and we're going around our neighborhood and there was an older gentleman and, and in our community, the rule had been put out or they had posted, you know, everywhere the rule was if you wanted to pass out candy, then you left your porch light on. And mm-hmm. if your porch light was off, then nobody's supposed to go to that house. And his porch light was on. And we went to his door and my little tiny buzz light ear knocked on his door and, and with his, you know just did the most adorable trick-or-treat I'd ever heard and this man like goes oh shit and he like shuts the door (laughs) turns out the light my child turns around and looks at me with total confusion because that's not what's supposed to happen when you say trick-or-treat and then the man opens the door puts a 16 ounce coke in my kid's bag and shuts the door again so he obviously had just accidentally left the porch light on but um so I think that is part of it. In our in the neighborhood we lived in before we moved to this one, we never got trick or treaters. There just there were not a lot of kids in the neighborhood. The neighborhood was maybe fifty to seventy houses, and there just weren't a lot of kids, and we didn't get trick or treaters. But now the neighborhood we're in now is much larger. There is a much larger um, family base in this neighborhood. The first year we were here, I gave out over eight hundred pieces of candy, oh, and I had to shut my light off at like seven o'clock, and I still had people ringing my doorbell even with all the lights off, like seven thirty eight o'clock. Like my wow. I had to go out and turn off all the yard decorations. I turned off, I have a projector that plays in the front window with like ghostly images. I turned off all of that. Like we turned off everything. We even turned off the living room lights because people kept knocking on the door. And one little girl um, who I was not impressed with at all, (laughs) she was maybe about six. She rang the door with it dark. And I opened the door and she said trick or treat. And I said, I'm so sorry. I'm out of candy. You know, that's why we have our lights off. And she was, well, then you need to go to the store and get more. (laughs) No, I don't, you know, but, um, but so I think it's, I think one depends on the neighborhood you're in. And I, and I do think a lot of people go to organized events where they have Mm -hmm. some level of trust in what they're getting. Now this, I think it was the third or fourth year that we lived in Florida. We went to it was when we still lived in Apopka. So we went to, um, we, we were we were still searching for that perfect Halloween neighborhood. My kids were sure that there was some place in Central Florida that everybody went to to trick or treat. 
was not going to be celebration because I was not messing with that that crazy party. As some that's people, where it is, as, though. That's exactly. where everybody's going. <laughs> but up where we were, that's 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 an hour drive. So we would never have thought about that. So we went over to Mount Dora, which was only about twenty minutes down the road. And for us, it Mount Dora, if you don't live in Central Florida, is this. It's a quintessential small town. It's I like actually a storybook setting. It is, and yeah. I actually my my first four books, the the King series, were actually based on that town. That town was was the basis for it. Um, but at any rate, we decide we're going to go to Mount Dora, so we go over there. And I mean, let me just tell you, it was not the 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 Halloween <laughs> capital that kids were looking for. But I specifically remember that we knocked on one door, and the people who answered were British. And they had no idea. It was like they had been British, but just dropped down here with no clue that it was Halloween or what to do. <laughs> and they, they said, wait, what are we supposed to do? And, and we're trying to, you know, the kids are, are trying to explain, but at the same time, be polite and be like, it's okay. You don't understand it. We're going to leave. I think they ended up giving my kids like a half a box of little Debbie <laughs> open, little Debbie brownies <laughs> and, and be like, well, we hope you have a good time. And I got the feeling that maybe we had interrupted um, something when they came okay. to the door and and the, but the kids were just very perplexed and were very nonplussed by the whole situation and they they kind of said let's just go home we we know we have candy but for us uh, also I, I have to mention this that part of our um part of our Halloween celebration is that after the kids went trick-or-treating, they would all gather in the living room and everybody would lay out their trick-or-treating. We had what we called the candy auction because you would have, uh, my oldest daughter does not really like chocolate and then other kids didn't like things. So they would trade and they would say, well, I'm going to trade you two Reese's for your two Kit Kats. Or I'm going to trade you this for that. And, it, and that was their favorite part. Like they would just spread it all out and they just saw what they'd gotten and they would do their little trades. And I loved that. It was just so much fun to just sit there and listen to them. I used to howl laughing about it. So, um, you know, that was, that was kind of, that was our Halloween and, and I'm, I'm going to miss it this year. As I said, I'm, I'm chomping at the bit for the kid to be born and ready to go out trick-or-treating next year. And <laughs> Nana's going to be having some candy. That's all I'm going to say. Gonna be going over the top with costumes oh, and everything else. Let me tell you, I may have to borrow her on some days and take her to different places. <laughs> if, Devin, if you're listening to this, just block out her whole week because Nana's going to have her that week. So anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, we would love to hear your Halloween traditions. We, we would, would love to hear your favorite parts of Halloween or your least favorite parts of Halloween. And your favorite candy know. and treats. Yeah, I was going to yes. say, I'd love to know what candy you would you would like best or what, you know, what's the prize that you always either bribe your kids for or take away from your kids? Kit Kats. Um, and, and what's your, like, you know, do you do costumes? What's your favorite costumes? We want to hear from you. So you can send us an email at anopendialogue1 at gmail.com. Or you could reach out to us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram. We both have websites with contact pages. So get in touch with us. Let us know yes. what you think about it. And you know, share too. We, we love share. So if you enjoy what you've just heard, please tweet it, Facebook it, whatever you, yes. you Instagram it, whatever you'd like to do. We'd love to have you yes. share what we're talking you can about. subscribe to our podcast so that you never miss an episode Absolutely. and you can share it let other people know what we have to say and um, get their opinion so thank you so much for joining us thank you bye-bye happy halloween bye. yes happy halloween this is halloween